Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to New Heights Educational Group Radio Show. My name is Kaden Behan, your host and a volunteer for New Heights Educational Group. Today we're going to be talking about how you can promote and encourage your children to become interested in the arts and in music. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Our topic for today. So I found these very well-written and useful articles on pbs.org that have to do with education of children. And more specifically, I researched some articles that has to do with art and music and the importance of art and music in education. So first we're going to start with the importance of art in child development. And this is an article written by Grace Lang Lynch um, at pbs.org. In recent years, school curricula in the United States have shifted heavily towards common core subjects of reading and math. But what about the arts? Some, although some may regard art education as a luxury, simple creative activities are some of the building blocks of child development. Learning to create and appreciate visual aesthetics may be more important than ever to the development of the next generation of children as they grow up. Developmental benefits of art. Motor skills. Many motions involved in making art, such as holding a paintbrush or scribbling with a crayon, are essential to the growth of fine motor skills in young children. According to the National Institutes of Health, developmental milestones around age three should include drawing a circle and beginning to use safety scissors. Around age four, children may be able to draw a square and begin cutting straight lines with scissors. Many preschool programs emphasize the use of scissors because it helps the dexterity in children who will need for later writing. Other benefits include language development. For very young children, making art or just thinking about it provides opportunities to learn words for color, shapes, and actions. When toddlers are as young as a year old, parents can do simple activities such as crumpling up paper and calling it a ball. By elementary school, students can use descriptive words to discuss their own creations or to talk about feelings, what feelings are elicited when they see different styles of artwork. Decision-making. According to a report by Americans for the Arts, art education strengthens problem-solving and critical thinking skills. The experience in making decisions and choices the course of create, in the course of creating art carries over into other parts of life. If they're exploring and thinking and experimenting and trying new ideas, then creativity has a chance to blossom, says Mary Ann Cole, an arts educator and author of numerous books about children's arts education. Visual learning, drawing, sculpting, 
drawing, sculpting with clay, and threading beads on the string have all developed visual spatial skills, which are more important than ever. Even toddlers know how to operate a smartphone or tablet, which means that before they can even read, kids are taking in visual information. This information consists of cues that we get from pictures of three-dimensional objects from digital media, books, and television. Parents need to be aware that children learn a lot more from graphic sources now than in the past. So Dr. Carrie Friedman, head of art and design education at Northern Illinois University. Our education teaches students how to interpret, criticize, and use visual information and how to make choices based on it. Knowledge about the visual art, such as graphic symbolism, is especially important in helping kids become smart consumers and navigate a world filled with marketing logos. Inventiveness. When kids are encouraged to express themselves and take risks in creating art, they develop a sense of innovation that will be important in their adult lives. The kind of people deciding needs to make it move forward are thinking inventive people who seek new ways and improvements, not only people who can follow directions, says Cole. Art is a way to encourage the process and the experience of thinking and making things better. Cultural awareness. As we live in completely diverse society, the images of different groups in media may also present mixed messages. If a child is playing with a toy that suggests a racist or sexist meaning, part of that meaning develops because of the the aesthetics of the toy, the color, shape, or texture of the hair, says Friedman. Teaching children to recognize the choices an artist or designer makes in portraying an object helps kids to understand the concept that what they may be seeing is somebody's interpretation of reality. Additionally, it can also help improve academic performance. Studies show that there is correlation between art and other achievements. A report by Americans for the Arts states that young people who participate regularly in the arts about three hours a day or three days each week through one full year are four times more likely to be recognized for academic achievement, to participate in a math and science fair, or to win an award for writing an essay or poem that children who do not than children who do not participate in the arts. We're going to move on now to how you can encourage your children to get started in being um, in exploring art. So we're going to talk about another article that I found that is very, very useful and informational. It's called Early Art, What It Means and How to Encourage It by Charlena Stewart at education.com. Toddlerhood provides a valuable window of opportunity for kids to learn and develop skills they need to succeed in life. Early literacy doesn't just revolve around teaching children how to recite letters, read, and count. Art can be art can have a profound effect on their literacy and development as well. The importance of exposing kids to art early in life is often undervalued. But giving young children an appreciation for art encourages exploration, self-expression, logical thinking, self-esteem, imagination, and creativity. Early art experiences can also teach kids to think openly, create new meaning, and be more tolerant of others' differences, and often gives kids the courage to take risks. Here's how and you here's how you can encourage art appreciation in your young child and make the most out of those crucial learning years. Provide creative materials. Toddlers thrive when they create, experiment, or discover things that they enjoy. Through daycare owner Camelia Brown. This is this is why giving them access to open ended art materials is very important. Art material art materials in the home should be varied and abundant. Some of these materials can include washable paints. Markers, crayons, paintbrushes, modeling clay, construction paper, glue. 
tissue boxes, sponges, chalk, paper plates, scrap paper, and collage materials. After, art, after each art project, encourage your toddlers to explore creation and in-depth by making open-ended comments such as, tell me about your painting. Remember, it's the process of creating art that, teach, that young children learn from, not the end product. So no matter how tempting, never criticize or judge your toddler's work. Oftentimes, toddler art creations are messy, so to make cleanup early easier, put his work area in a place such as the kitchen or non-carpeted area of a playroom. Cover the workspace with newspaper or a vinyl tablecloth and provide your child with old clothes that you don't mind him messing up. Since toddlers are prone to putting things in their mouth, always sit with your child so that you can supervise closely during art projects and use non-toxic materials. When your toddler completes his masterpieces, hang them up around the house at his eye level for him to enjoy. Visit art museums. Art museums are not, on, not only help kids to appreciate the visual aspect of art, but it also helps them to develop emotional, verbal, and social skills. Art museums also improve children's understanding of shapes, textures, and dimensions. You can opt for a traditional art museum, or you can take your toddler to one that caters to children. During your visit, encourage critical thinking in your little one by asking him to discuss what he observes during his visit to the museum. You can ask, what do you think this artist was thinking about when he painted this picture? Or, why do you think this artist selected these colors? Read wordless picture books. Pictures can interpret story, convey meaning, communicate ideas, and express emotion without the use of words. This is an early childhood teacher, Amanda Harris, and there's no better way to reinforce this than to make wordless picture books a part of your toddler's book collection. When you're introducing wordless books to your toddler, allow him to examine the pictures and come to his own conclusion about the story being told. Some great picture book selections for toddlers include Pancakes for Breakfast by Tommy DePola and Rosie's Walk by Pat Hutchins. Providing plenty of art materials, taking your youngster to art museums, and reading books without words are all ways to provide your child the early art experiences he needs to grow into a well-rounded individual. Other activities to encourage early art and toddlers include personal word lists, picture books. Let your toddler draw some pictures, collect them in a binder, and encourage him to make up stories about the pictures. Neat painting. Spread butcher paper on the floor, put some washable paint out, and use his feet to paint with. Musical painting, turn on some classical grooves and let your toddler paint to the beat of the music. Non-traditional painting, give your toddler a few non-traditional items such as clean deodorant roller bottle, toothbrush, Q-chip, and fly slaughter and let him paint with each one of these items. Toddler mural, line an entire wall with butcher paper and tape it securely in place. Give your toddler a crayon and let him draw to his heart's content. And finally, you can have a food collage as well. Gather dry food items such as cereal, popcorn, and macaroni noodles, and let your toddler glue the food on a piece of cardstock to create a masterpiece. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Another great article that I found is Encouraging Self-Expression Through Art by Grace Penguin. 
Craft stories may be filled with coloring books, craft kits, and pre-cut models, but some of the best ways to foster creativity require only the simplest materials and few complicated directions. You can encourage your child's self-expression through pieces, through process-oriented art. Simply put, art that is based on exploration and allows for different outcomes rather than emulating a preconceived finished product. After all, the essence of art is expressing oneself. When children are very young, they may start making marks on walls and other places that parents don't appreciate. Early art education helps them learn to make their mark on the world in ways that people will appreciate, says Dr. Carrie Friedman, head of art and design education at Northern Illinois University. They learn that they can actually have an impact on the world through the visual arts. The key to creativity is to find the kind of art education that will help foster young minds to think in innovative ways. So here are some do's and don'ts for encouraging your child's creativity. Don't follow directions. That's right. While learning to follow directions can be an important skill for youngsters, too much direction can sometimes stunt the creative process. If they're only following what adult has created, then they are asked to copy the adult's work, and they are learning to follow directions, a fine skill, but they're not growing creatively. creatively. This is Marianne Cole, an arts educator and author based in Bellingham, Washington. What young kids need in order to develop a sense of self-expression is the chance to make their own decisions in their artwork. Clevering from time to rely on the feedback or approval of an adult, explains Molly Campbell, manager of San Francisco's Children's Art Center. Rather than trusting their own judgment or feeling safe enough to play around with different outcomes, they should take risks and make mistakes. All important aspects in creating knowledge and of the creative process. Do choose materials carefully. Steer away from coloring books or kits that come with pre-made pieces or specific directions. The most basic supplies are often best ones for encouraging creativity. A plain sketchbook, a variety of colored pencils, or an assortment of papers can lead to open-ended trial and error style exploration. For all ages, crayons and plain blank paper are at the tip top of any list of my tasks for the creative process, or of art. Scissors and glue comes next. Also, don't ask, for example, is that a flower? Um, to elaborate a little bit more, adults often want to know what a child is drawing, but that's not how young minds operate. Try avoid your children. Try avoid asking your children, what is it? As young children don't always think of their opera their artwork is representational, says Campbell. It's better to describe what you see, what colors were used, how the lines go, or how filled up the pages, and invite the child to tell you about it in their own words. Do you take risks. When a child is not given specific directions on what to make, she or he is freer to experiment with what she can imagine. For example, a child might spend time cutting shapes out of paper, tape them together, and decide it looks like a dragon. Or she might then decide to color the dragon, fold it up, and reconfigure it in some new way where it might become something completely different. Don't limit art to art lessons. Show kids that appreciating and creating art can be a part of daily experiences. Eileen Hopkins, a homeschooling mother of four in San Jose, California, encourages her her kids to keep nature journals while hiking or walking around the neighborhood. The inspiration they need to make a project on their own is the ability to tap into their own experiences and hold them and how they view their world. Do you know the difference between art and craft? Although the two terms may be commonly used interchangeably to describe children's activities, there is an important difference. Crafts involve 
a youngster following directions to reproduce an adult's idea and require no original thinking. Although arts and crafts should not be confused with each other, they each serve a purpose in education. Crafts are meant to be useful or practical or to reinforce a fact or learning theme. Value both arts and crafts experiences for exactly what they are, but be clear when doing activities with kids and use the word crafts when they're following directions to copy an adult and art when they're experimenting with their own ideas and art materials with an unknown outcome. Can now let's move on to music education and how music is also important um, in education and the development of children. The Benefits of Music Education by Laura Lewis Brown. Whether your child is the next Beyonce or more likely to sing her solos in the shower, she's bound to benefit from some sort of music education. Research shows that learning the do do re means can help children excel in ways beyond the basic ABCs. More than just music, research has found that learning music potentially facilitates learning in other subjects and skills that children inevitably use in other areas. A music-rich experience for children of singing, listening, and moving is really bringing a serious benefit to children as they progress into more formal learning. This is Mary Lucian, Executive Director of National Association of Music Merchants Foundation, a non-for-profit association that promotes the benefits of making music. Making music involves more than the voice or fingers playing an instrument. A child learning about music has to tap into multiple skill sets, often simultaneously. For instance, people use their ears and eyes, as well as large and small muscles. Both Kenneth Gallmartin, co-founder of Music Together, an early childhood music development program for infants to kindergartners that involves parents or caregivers in the classes. Music learning towards all learning. Not that Mozart makes you smarter, but it's very integrating, stimulating. It's a very integrating, stimulating pastime and activity. Language development. When you look at your children's ages two to nine, one of the breakthroughs in that area is music's benefit for language development, which is so important at that stage. While children come into the world ready to decode sounds and words, music education helps enhance those natural abilities. Growing up in a musically rich environment is often advantageous for children's language development. But it's also good to add that those inborn capacities need to be reinforced, practiced, and celebrated, which can be done at home or in more formal music education settings. According to the Children's Music Workshop, the effect of music education on language development can be seen in the brain. Recent studies have clearly indicated that musical training helps physically develop the part of the left side of the brain known to be involved with processing language and can actually wire the brain circuits in specific ways, linking familiar songs to new information that can also help imprint information on young minds. Additionally, just something to add that I learned recently in my psychology class is that sometimes when people have strokes, items that they've learned through music, they can reproduce the items that they've learned in other ways they can't. And then this is the reason because it's located in a different part of the brain. Um, so I just found that really interesting and just wanted to share as well. Additionally, the relationship between music and language development is also socially advantageous to young children. I'm sorry, I think I read that. Um, medicine, uh, language competence is at the root of social competence, and music experience strengthens the capacity to be verbally confident. confident. The brain works harder. 
Research indicates that the brain of a musician, even if one works differently than that of a non-musician, there's some good neuroscience research that children involved in music have larger growth of neural activity than people not in music training. When you're a musician and you're playing an instrument, you have to use more of your brain. In fact, a study led by Ellen Winner, professor of psychology at Boston College, and Gottfried Salig, professor of neurology at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center and Harvard Medical School, found changes in the brain of images brain images of children who underwent 15 months of weekly music instruction in practice. The students in the study who received music instruction had improved sound discrimination and fine motor skills, and brain imaging showed changes to networks in the brain associated with those abilities. And according to Dana Foundation, a private philanthropic according to the Dana Foundation, a private philanthropic organization that supports brain research. Improved test scores. A study published in 2007 by Christopher Johnson, professor of music education and music therapy at the University of Kansas, revealed that students in elementary schools with superior music education programs scored around 22% higher in English and 20% higher in math on scores and in standardized tests compared to schools with low-quality music programs, regardless of the socioeconomic disparities among the schools or school districts. Johnson compares the concentration that music training requires to focus requires to the focus needed to perform well on standardized tests. Aside from the test score results, Johnson's study highlights the positive effects that quality music education can have on a young child's success. She explains that this psychological phenomenon has in two sentences. Schools that have rigorous programs and high-quality music and arts teachers probably have high-quality teachers in other areas. If you have an environment where there are a lot of people doing creative, smart, great things, joyful things, even people who aren't doing that have a tendency to go up and do better. And it doesn't end there. Along with better performance results on concentration-based tasks, music training can help with basic memory recall. Recall. Formal training is also associated with other cognitive strengths, such as will recall proficiency. People who have had formal music training tend to be pretty good at remembering verbal information stored in memory. So now let's move on while we have a little bit of time to how you can create a musical home environment. Immerse your home in music. Whenever appropriate, have music playing in the home. It doesn't really matter what type of music. Ignore the media hype that suggests only Mozart enhances your baby's intelligence, as there is no evidence to support that claim, and it limits other musical genres that your child may find particularly meaningful. Play music, any and all music. Actively listen to music. While having music playing in the background is extremely helpful, it's also important for your child to attend to and interact with music regularly. You can do this by moving his or her hands or legs to the music with a young child and sparking conversation and asking questions with an older child. Even preschool children can be responsive to topics such as, how does this music make you want to move? Or this music makes me feel like ice skating. Conversing about what you're hearing not only focuses your child's attention to the music, but also suggests that music is something that elicits a response. Sing with your child. Singing with your child is an excellent way to help them internalize music. It doesn't matter how well you sing as a parent, you can still sing simple songs. 
As with most things concerning young children, repetition is very important. Singing a small number of songs on a regular basis will help your child learn basic melodies and rhythms. Singing along with music, especially songs to children, is a fun way for you and your child to spend time together. We are lucky to have so much quality music available for children to do this with. Additionally, dance with your child. Dancing with your child is another fun way to encourage learning about music while spending time together. The ability to find and move to a steady beat of music is fundamental to all all future musical ability. So practicing this skill through dancing is an excellent and fun way to facilitate its development. If your child is experiencing difficulty, don't get discouraged. According to researchers, girls often develop this skill around three years of age, which is earlier than boys who may still have trouble finding a beat well into kindergarten. You can also make music together. As your child gets older, you can have you can make a great impact on them by making music together. If they play the piano, you might consider a duet with them. If you play an instrument, you might play along with them as they sing. Any combination of any genre of music will send a strong message to your child about the shared joy of making music. As a parent, you are a role model, and what you do is very important. Show how important it is to your child by incorporating any of these tips and music activities for the kids listed above. I do apologize. We had a a, a brush fire recently, so we have some planes flying overhead often, so I hope hope that doesn't cut out too much of the audio. Lastly, remember that music is one of life's most meaningful experiences. It is a uniquely human experience, and as such, as such, it should never be forced on a child. Instead, make music a part of everyday life that improves everything we do. If you instill this value in your child at a young age, they'll be grateful when they're older as they continue to explore a relationship with music. Lastly, while we have a minute, here's six secrets unlocking your child's talent by Danielle Wood. Watch for tiny, powerful moments of ignition. It's not easy to practice deeply. It requires passion, motivation, and persistence, and the emotional fuel we call love. New research is showing us that when it comes to motivation, we are all born with neurological equivalent of hair triggers. When a child's identity becomes intertwined with the goal, the trigger fires, and a tsunami of unconscious motivational energy is released. It's not the genes that makes these kids succeed. Succeed. It's the fuel contained inside a tiny idea. I want to be like them. Understand that not all practice is created equal, equal not by a long shot. The talent hotbeds have long known a crucial fact that science is just discovering. Skill acquisition skyrockets when we operate on the edge of our abilities, making errors and correcting them. This is a state called deep practice. The takeaway is that the mistakes aren't verdicts. They're information that we use to build fast, fluent skill circuits. Kids who are able to see errors as fuel for learning rather than setbacks are ones that eventually become geniuses. Recognize that slow practice is productive practice. Praise effort and not natural ability. When we praise a child's intelligence, we are telling her that the status is a name of the age, and she reacts by taking fewer risks. When we praise effort, however, kids become more inclined to take risks, make mistakes, and also encourage mimicry. Copying, copying is a neurological shortcut to skill. Vividly imagining yourself perfecting a skill is a great first step to actually doing it, whether you're writing or dancing. Also, stand back. The kind of deep patient that grows skill that grows skill circuits can only come from within the kid. 
<laughs> no matter how well-meaning. A Stanford psychologist, Carl Dweck, puts it, all parental advice can be distilled into two essential points. What shares that and praise them for their effort. In other words, notice when they fall in love and help them use the energy of that love wisely. Thank you for uh, listening to this radio show. I hope you, everybody was able to take away something important here from from this show. I know that we talk a lot about education and sometimes more of the hard topics or STEM topics in science and math and reading, but as you can see here, it is very important to get children involved in the creative process, be it through art, music, even writing. That's another form of art. Um, and so also if you're interested in learning more about how you can encourage your child to express themselves through art, you can go to education.com as they have really a bunch of resources as to how you can do this. Next week, we're going to have our special guest, um, and that will be posted up on the site very shortly. Thank you again. Um, for coming and again next week our special guest is Jim Baumgartner and he'll be with us with our co-host Pamela Clark thank you again and have a great evening we hope you enjoyed today's show don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player check out our show page radio.newheightseducation.org for monthly announcements and other happenings Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.